Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Convicted felon Aaron Glasscock looks back on another weekend of freedom on this Monday. All last week in our series, Commuted Life After Prison, we brought you Aaron's very first taste of freedom when he walked out of prison after 18 years. Back in 1999, the Kentucky native was just two months shy of graduating from college when he was sentenced to 30 years in federal prison for a nonviolent drug offense. This past December, Glasscock's sentence was one of more than 1,900 commuted by President Barack Obama. Aaron is currently living in a halfway house in Louisville, Kentucky. He's already told us about his anxiety using public transportation and his nervous deadline, now less than 21 days away, to find a job. Aaron confided to takeaway producer Dana Roberson that even though he was told all about the many papers he would have to sign as he entered the halfway house, it's still been nerve-wracking. Oh, wow. I guess I filled paperwork out and watched DVDs for three hours or better to go through all the rules and all the stuff that they have you have to get done, like uh, uh, business house rules and regulations, things of that nature. Then really it was a waiting game because I couldn't leave here until I got an ID. But before I could even do that, I had to see the counselor. And it took uh, seven to ten days, something like that, to see the counselor. So I was stuck in here, not being able to go anywhere, do anything. Well, what's the living situation like there? Do you have a single room? Do you still have roommates? There's uh, six of us in a room, two single beds and then two sets of bunk beds. So I'm in the top bunk since I was the most recent to get into the room. Uh, there's about 55 to 60 people here all together. I mean, there's hardly no privacy at all. But I'm sort of used to that because, you know, I, I still get, you know, some alone time. I mean, not alone time, but it, it's quiet time at least. Not really used to that a whole lot. So that's that's a plus. You know, when we were driving in, you were telling me about the list that you had, the list of things that you wanted to do uh, and the things you're, you're not to do list. Um, right. How, how's that going? The things I need to do. Uh, I've gotten, you know, a job. You know, it's not, the, not a career because that's what I'm really looking for is a career. But uh, I've, I've got a job. I've got, you know, went shopping, got, you know, some clothes and got a place to you know, go to church. Still have you know some issues with uh, the what to watch out for because I want everything done quickly. You know, there's just so many things I want to be able to do, and it's like you know I want to do them right now. It's like you're chomping at the bit. So I have to go back and read it every once in a while just to remind me. Take a deep breath. Don't rush it because it's not going to happen overnight. So you just gotta just be patient and wait for God's time to to bring it to you. So you have a job. Tell me about that. I'm working uh, at a cabinet-making place here in uh, Louisville. It's about a 15-minute walk. I'm building uh, what they call solid-surface countertops, uh, like uh, Corian, marble, granite, stuff like that. They, they consider that a solid surface. Do you think you'll have opportunities to look for other, other jobs, or do they sort of want you to stick with one thing for a while? Really, it's it sort of behooves you to... You know, once you get that one job, just sort of to stay there because everything depends on you working. 
if you're not working, you're not getting passes to go anywhere. They're, they're, you're basically stuck in the house, and, and that's as far as you're going. Having a felon already makes it hard to get, you know, a lot of good-paying jobs. Being in here, the halfway house has to call to verify and basically set up a contract with the place that they're going to hire you, they're going to pay you this amount, uh, your hours are going to be this right here, your job is going to be this. Every day I go in, I have to call from a phone there saying that I'm there. And when I leave, I have to call from a phone to say I'm on my way back. I get 30 minutes go one way to get from point A to B. And then they always, they want to stop in. They, they call and talk to your supervisor, you know, at least once a week. So, I mean, it, it puts a lot on an employer to hire you. Now that you've been out for a little bit, um, just sort of walk us through what it's really like and what you think people don't understand or don't know about what you're going through. I, actually, I was sort of prepared for what I thought it would be, you know, with, with my list that we just talked about. And some of those was, you know, uh, just being around people outside of a, uh institutional environment, people that, you know, aren't there to, to watch you all the time. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's sort of weird how to interact with people because I still find myself treating everyone that uh, is free with a bit of uh, deferment. You know, I, I've always been polite, but it's just sort of like, you know, I get I catch myself, you know, casting my eyes down, you know, looking away from the individual or something like that on occasion. And, you know, I'm, I'm adjusting to it. It helps, you know, being at a job. Uh, the more that, actually, the more that I get out, the, the more that comfortable I, I become. I think that there there are just a lot of, of social issues to adjust to. You know, I, I talked to a guy today, and as you can tell, his mentality is still, you know, inside the prison. But he doesn't recognize it yet. So I think you know the recognition is needed in order to be able to address it. And I, and I think that's a lot with a, a lot of issues. Understanding how society has changed if you've been gone for a long time. Uh, for instance, with social media. I mean, I haven't been on any of it yet, but. It seems like you know a lot of people communicate in that avenue instead of calling on the phone and talking. So it's just small stuff like that, just adjusting back to the way that life is on the outside compared to the life on the inside and how you develop those relationships with individuals. And I still find myself uh, keeping distance from people just out of habit because... What, what am I going to talk to them about? They don't know my past. They don't know, you know, I don't even know what, you know, people talk about nowadays. Uh, what happens if they find out about my past? Well, then, then will they want to talk to me at all? Um, things like that, you know, sort of go through your mind. It'll take a little more time, yeah. but you'll get there. I'm getting there. <laughs> I, the more I get out, the more I can socialize with people, the better that I am. And just, you know, you go to work and you come back and, you know, you can get, passes to go get your hair cut every other week. Uh, you can go to church, but don't really get a whole lot of time so that you can really socialize with people there you know, to, to get that interaction. Aaron Glasscock speaking with Takeaway producer Dana Roberson. We'll check in with Aaron from time to time to see how he's doing. And you can hear Dana Roberson's whole series, Commuted Life After Prison, by going to thetakeaway.org slash lifeafterprison.